Hi guys, so many of you have sent me almost the same question since we started this season of the podcast. So today I'm going to sit down and give you a very thought out 10 step answer to your most common question. Here we go. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Resting, because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. So this second season where we are going behind the scenes to online content creation. And we're really looking at the kind of stuff that, I don't know, a lot of us content creators don't really talk a whole lot about because it's the backside, you know? But so many of you are telling me that you're really enjoying this content. And you know, I think it might be because, well, you really can't be an entrepreneur. You really can't... um, develop any sort of a business these days, whether it's a brick and mortar or some sort of an online service you want to offer. You can't do any of that without some sort of an online presence, right? And I think as a response to 2020, I really think a lot of us are feeling more entrepreneurial and we're feeling more like, how can I take back the control of my income a little bit? How can I be the one that's deciding how my income is going to flow in and how it's going to work? I mean, I shared this a few episodes ago that one reason I decided to create this season of the episode of the podcast, sorry, was when I heard this insane number that really blew me away. I heard a few months ago that 200,000 small businesses and that was probably an underestimate, the study was saying, went under in 2020. But I, I listened to that number and I thought, you know what? We can turn this around. We can do something about this. And I think there's two ways we can do it. First of all, if we can be more purposeful with our entrepreneurial mindset ourselves, then we can start really digging into ways to start our own business, whatever that might look like for you. But also the the small businesses that are still surviving, that are still hanging on, some of them by a thread, we can support them in whatever way, you know, whatever that looks like to you. If it's the store down the street, give them your business instead of Walmart or whatever the big box store might be. Um, Or there's a lot of online stores that are small family run businesses you know, run online. If you can choose them instead of Amazon, then absolutely do it. I have a page I created to encourage you um, and give you a little maybe help in this way. Some small businesses, family run businesses that I really respect, that I work with myself and some special offers and coupons for you. So that might just get you started and get your brain rolling in ways you can support small business. That is solelyrested.com slash coupons. Also, anything that I'm mentioning in this entire series, either with guest hosts or when I'm on here talking myself, there are relevant links 
to help you along in whatever that looks like with this whole idea of online content creation. Um, go to solelyrested.com slash create to get access to all the links and all the nitty gritty information. Like when I had Lisa Bass on the last episode and the one before that, I had Kate of Venison for Dinner. They both gave us really meaty, great tips that they're all going to be outlined on that one page for you because I wanted you to have a resource to go to where you can quickly glance and see the meat of what these episodes are about. So for today, I'm going to break down for you. Well, you know what? I feel like I should tell you both of those pages again. I like to say it twice because I know, you know, you're listening. This is audio. You're not seeing it. So if I'm referencing a website or a URL, I like to really repeat it twice. And I don't think I repeated either of those. So to know more about the small businesses I love and some really great special offers, go to solelyrested.com slash coupons. And to get the links and the important meat to this entire framework of this season, solelyrested.com slash create. Okay. So what was the number one question that you guys have sent me either in private messages or in questions on Instagram posts that I put up or any lots of different ways. The number one thing that I'm hearing from you guys is you really wanted to know, how do I start? How do I begin to have an online presence that will eventually blossom into a business in whatever way, you know, that looks like in your mind, whether it's to be an online content creator exclusively, or whether it's to um, be maybe a designer with an Etsy shop, but you know that you're going to get more business if you have an online presence in addition to that Etsy shop, right? Um, Or if you want to find a way to monetize your farm or your small homestead, or even just you you have extra eggs because you want to sell eggs, any of that can be helped with an online presence. So anyway, the question, did I get to that yet? (laughs) Um, You all have been asking me, how do I do this? How do I start when I'm working full time right now? You know, I don't have time to sit down and spend eight hours a day working towards this goal of having this great website and this great Facebook group and this great YouTube channel. And I get it you're right. You don't have the time. Heck, even if you didn't work full time, you you might not have the time to do all that, right? Because that's like mind blowing head spinning stuff. So let's step back. I was going to say one step, but let's step back quite a few steps. And let's just break down some simple ways in 10 steps that you can work towards an online presence, even though you're currently working full time. First of all, step number one, realize it's going to take time. And that's totally okay. Guys, even folks that have been at this full time for years will tell you they're still not there yet. They're still working towards it because it takes time to build up. I know some of my favorite content creators have been doing this for a decade. And I don't say that to discourage you. I say that to encourage you to make you realize, you know, you're plugging away at this and you're 12 months down the road and you go, what the heck? I only have X number of people who have subscribed to my newsletter or whatever it is, or that, you know, following my YouTube channel. Don't do that to yourself. Realize that when you look at those folks with the big numbers, they've been working at this for a while and you can get there too. 
The second step, I would highly recommend, no matter what your goal is, if it's to monetize a YouTube channel, or if it's to monetize an Instagram page, I would highly recommend that you understand you should build a blog to go with it. Even if you don't see yourself as a blogger, having a home base to send people that houses all of your meaty content and that's going to be there even if any of those other platforms totally change the rules on you and all of a sudden don't show your content or don't share your content or maybe it just outright isn't there anymore someday, you're still going to have a place that is yours that you control. And I highly recommend before you go very far into this at all, that you have a blog. Now, if you are talking about a brick and mortar store that you want to start someday, then maybe it won't be a blog per se. It might be more of just a website. So whatever it is that you're working towards, whether it's website or blog related, get something started and built that is your own platform that, like I said, it's yours. Um, and it takes a while. It's not going to happen overnight. <laughs> Having that, it's not going to work overnight either. Just like you're not going to have 10,000 subscribers on YouTube overnight, right? It's going to take a while to build up the pages and to build up the content of your blog. So get started now and work at it slowly. So when the time comes, you have some great content there. Um, I mean, the fact is you're probably going to have to tweak your content once you really quote unquote, get it and, and like understand your brand better and realize who your audience really is, you're probably going to have to go back in and tweak every page in some way of that website, but that's okay because you have all of that framework there and you can easily tweak it, but it, it's not possible to just snap your fingers and all of a sudden have all the content you want, right? I can tell you it was a wonderful relief for me when I started to be really busy. I feel like it happened almost overnight and I was so thankful that I had content to pull from. I had written things a year or two years prior that nobody had ever read except for maybe an aunt or a neighbor, right? Like nobody had read it. But I had worked really hard on it and it was sitting there and it was just ready to be used. So I went back at that point, did some quick little tweaks to make it match my current voice or my current goal. And I had all this content to start sharing now that I had people ready and eager to read it. Also, I highly recommend don't go the freeway. That was a huge mistake that I made and I know so many bloggers do. But it's such a bear to switch over from the free sites that you could start over to the real hosting. And until you have good hosting and a good hosting provider, you cannot monetize anything that you're doing and you really don't have complete control over it. So again, I think that it's really important to have your own little corner of the internet that is under your control and you can't do that unless you have good hosting. So I'm not going to go into more about that because there's lots more on that just one topic, but go to the solelyrested.com slash create page and you can just look for hosting and you'll find more information about hosting, what hosting provider I use and what kind of things you want to look for. And you know, I think we'll probably, we'll have a future episode with details 
that we can think about to actually organize your blog, some details that often get overlooked that are a big mistake to overlook them and just to help you really put a framework to it. So that episode's coming up. Okay, tip number three, don't shoot for the moon right out of the box, guys. Make small goals, one at a time. Understand that you are still figuring this out. You're still, you don't even know who your audience necessarily is going to be. And you probably don't know for sure how you can help them. You might think that you know. By the way, you might know this, you might not. To be successful at any sort of an online content or online presence, you you really want to be able to help people. You want to help someone understand what their problem or their concern is, help them find you, and that's through great SEO, search engine optimization practices, help that person find you, and then help them solve their problem. And that sounds more complicated than it really is, but the reason I bring that up right now is you probably may even think you know what problem you wanna help people solve, but until you really start working at this and fleshing things out, you might not know. Your focus might change over time. So if you invest tons of time up front right now and you think, I'm going to do this all perfect and I'm going to get it all done and under my belt, you're probably going to have to realize at some point that you wasted a lot of time because you have to revamp things. So don't shoot for the moon and think, I'm going to do it all. In fact, if you didn't catch the last episode, um, the third episode of the second season, you might want to go back and listen to that because Lisa Bass gave lots of great tips. One thing she explained was you don't ever want to assume at this stage that your reader like really cares about you per se, wants to know about you. Instead, you want to focus on how you can help them. So you know, I'm just going to go on because I could say more there, but I think the rest of these tips will pull it all together. The fourth tip, spend time getting to know your audience. You might only have 20 people that are following your Instagram or your Facebook page. That's okay. You can start to ask them questions. You can get their advice maybe on something that you're doing. Maybe you're painting your kitchen and you can't choose between the three shades of gray or whatever. Put it up on Facebook or put it on Instagram. Put it on your stories. Ask people to vote. Start getting their feedback and share all kinds of things with them and see what thing do they respond to. Well, they didn't respond much to my paint color question, but boy, they really responded to what I should name the pet gerbil, right? You know? Whatever it is, start figuring out your audience. Start figuring out what they're interested in and what they reply to. And that might be a good grounds for figuring out what your content's really going to be about. Tip number five, in the beginning, you have to focus on what you are interested in because you're not going to have a lot of followers, but still be thinking about how you're going to help others, even though, okay, obviously if you're not interested in, I don't know how to play horseshoes. Okay. Then that's not something you're going to put up on Instagram, you know, how to play horseshoes and be an horseshoe expert. Um, but instead you're going to focus on something you do know about. That's just a given like, duh, like, you know how to make lemonade. So you're going to do stories about how to make lemonade, 
but be thinking about how is this helping others? Um, like something that you learned or something you did totally wrong, maybe. Like it took you a long time to figure out there's a big difference between a third a cup of sugar and a whole cup of sugar. And there's a big difference between tap water and distilled water or whatever, whatever it is. And share your mistakes. Um, and that brings me to number six, be real. Remember, you can't focus on you, but realize the follower can relate to you best when they do see you. Does that make sense? I, mean, I feel like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> um, they, whoever your followers are, they're not perfect. They know they're not perfect. And they do not want to see that you are perfect. So don't think you need to portray this perfection persona. I know a lot of people starting out as online content creators think, well, I have to be really, really good at this or nobody will follow me. Like, why would they follow me if I'm not an expert at all these different things? Well, guess what? I can still teach you a whole lot about how to make maple syrup because I know a whole lot about how to make maple syrup, but I still burn a batch once in a while or... I wind up with some crystals in some of my jars sometimes. And these are not expert things, but I, it's okay. I can show you where I messed up and I can teach you how I did that wrong and how I'm going to do it differently next time. Um, I could teach you about chickens, even though I totally forgot to close the coop. It was about six weeks ago now. And we lost some of our hens to a bobcat. It was very sad. It was my mistake. I messed up. But that doesn't mean I can't share that with you because you all know I'm human. And I still have been raising chickens for six years and I've learned how to free range them usually safely. <laughs> so, I mean, I hope that makes sense. I'm just, just be real. Trust me. I've gone through the days when I thought I couldn't share my mistakes and I couldn't have been further from the truth. Tip number seven, put your presence on a few platforms, but only build one at a time. Um, so you're going to have to pick, maybe you just pick what you like the best between YouTube and Instagram and Facebook and a blog and maybe even Pinterest, let's call that a platform, right? Because Pinterest is really important actually for your SEO. Um, so pick a few platforms, put your presence there, but really focus on one at a time. Research, how do I build Instagram? How do I build Facebook? And just do one at a time. Like with Facebook, groups that relate to your content are really important. And you can get to know folks in these groups and what their problems are. And you can figure out, wait, what problems do they have that I can solve? But don't go out there and try and start your own face group, face, <laughs> face group. What's a face group? Facebook group yet, because that's just too much. Remember one at a time, right? So if you have a Facebook page, that's enough. Build that up. Don't worry about the group yet, but be in other Facebook groups and learn from others as a way of building your own page. On Instagram, maybe there, you know, it's more important to learn how to do reels and IGTV and hashtags. And there it's more networking than groups per se. 
So figure out where you want to start and figure out how do I build this presence one at a time. Um, on Instagram, I guess, to give you any more insight, I could say, follow someone kind of in your own size bracket or just a step or two higher and network with them, private message them, share their stuff and your stories, maybe even ask them, hey, would you like to share this in your stories and start figuring out how you can work together with other folks out there working at doing what you're doing, who are maybe just a few steps ahead of you who would be happy to encourage you and bring you along. Um, Networking is so important, I feel like, on every platform, but I feel like maybe even more so on Instagram. Um, It's okay, too, to definitely follow the people on there who are doing great job, who have half a million followers and they put out amazing content. Watch what they're doing. Watch, maybe watch how somebody hosts a hashtag. Watch how they do their stories. Um, start copying their ideas, have your own voice. Don't copy them, you know, exactly, but copy their ideas because obviously they know what they're doing, right? Step eight, pay attention to a trend. If you see a trend going on and jump on it really quickly, don't think, oh, everybody's talking about that right now, but instead realize if everybody's talking about it, there's a lot of SEO juice that's going to bring some views to you. If you're talking about it too. Twitter actually does this really well. I'm not on Twitter. It's something I've chosen to never hardly dip my feet into, but I do know that they do this trending idea really well. And if you do the hashtags that are currently trending, all of a sudden you have 10 people you've never saw before that are following you or commenting because they're following that trend. So they see what you put up about that trend, but it happens on every platform. I'm going to give you an example of mine from a few years back. Maybe this will help it make more sense. So I don't even remember exactly what the trend was, but it doesn't matter. I noticed on YouTube, and I don't even know how I noticed it, but I noticed that homestead-related YouTubers in a course of just one or two days were all talking about this one topic. And I thought, oh, maybe I should, I don't know, jump on that bandwagon. I don't know why I decided to try it, but I'm really glad I did because it brings me actually to my ninth point as well. Once you have built up just a few platforms that you have your presence on and you're growing, start crossing over, start sharing topics from one to another. Because you see this trending topic that I decided to do a YouTube video about was also really easy to write a really pretty good three-point part um, kind of rebuttal to what was going on and what people were talking about as a blog post. And then I realized that next week, or maybe I guess it was that same week, I was on Facebook doing a live. That was one thing I started pretty early on was doing Facebook lives. And I'm going off topic a little bit here, but I think I really am glad I did that because that really got me in touch with my audience and got me in tune with who they were and what they wanted to talk about. So that week I was on a Facebook Live and I brought up this topic and it dawned on me, oh, I could also take, I could link to that Facebook Live in my blog post, which, I mean, it kind of stinks because some people aren't on Facebook, so they're reading that blog post and they can't go watch that video because they're not on Facebook. Um, 
but I figured I can just throw it in there. Why not? So now I had three different platforms, my YouTube channel, my blog, and my Facebook page all linked and interchanging with each other because under my Facebook live video, I linked to my blog post, of course, and I linked to my YouTube channel in the comments, right? To that YouTube video that was about what I was talking about. So now you see, when you do something like that, first of all, it was a trending topic. So a good number of people found me on all of those different areas and Pinterest because I pinned these things I just mentioned. So a good number of people found me on all of those different platforms who came in to my brand, but then was able to quickly follow me on other channels. So maybe they found me because of the YouTube video, but in my YouTube description, I linked to the blog post and they wanted to go read that blog post because they knew it was going to give them more details about what I was talking about. And then once they got there, they saw, oh, Michelle has a Facebook page too. Look, there's a Facebook video that she did and she does a live every week. Oh, that would be nice to go check out her live. So you see, and then they said, oh, I'm going to pin it. And they realized, oh, Michelle has quite some, she has some good pin boards. I'm going to follow her on Pinterest. So however it was, they found me they started connecting with me in a lot of different places, all because I took this one thing and I just kind of ran with it and I realized, oh, I can link them together. So the combination that I linked them together and that it was a trending topic really helped. I got like in a few days, 200 pins of that. And I actually wrote down some of these statistics. I pulled it up so I could tell you because I would not remember this, trust me. Um, but I was like so impressed. I wanted to keep track of, oh, how did this work and what did I do? So I wrote down some statistics. In two days, I had 200 pins of the post. I had 800 views on my website looking at that particular article. And I had 32 new YouTube subscribers and 500 views of that video. And all that was within the first two days of connecting all these things. So it it worked really well for me. And you know what? If you're interested, I will link that post in the show notes of this episode so you can go see it and maybe that'll help you understand a little bit better what I'm talking about. And that brings us to the 10th tip, our final one. And I kind of already said this actually, mimic the great ones. I know you guys have a full life. I know you work, you know, a a busy job and you, you want to do this other thing, but how do you build it up? Honestly, you're probably already doing this. Watch what the people who are really good at this are doing. And then slowly, a little bit at a time, mimic what they're doing. Like I said, make sure you have your own voice because who wants to follow somebody just like so-and-so if you don't even have a following yet anyway, right? So you have to be yourself. You have to be genuine. And if you're not sure what that voice is yet, you're not sure exactly what your genuine online persona looks like. That's okay. Just make sure you're not mimicking someone else <laughs> because your persona will grow. I promise. Um, so that's it. Those are my 10 tips for how you can get started right now. Even if you're working a full-time job, it's slowly building up an online presence that will help you with a future business, brick and mortar, online, craftsy, whatever it is. Hopefully these 10 tips will get you started at slowly but surely building up a really great online presence. 
So that's it for this episode, but please take a second and follow me on your favorite podcast player. Go to solelyrested.com slash podcast if you would like links to some of those players, and you can find me that way. You can also find me on iTunes by going to solelyrested.com slash podcast and clicking on the iTunes link. And please, if you do that, go over and leave a review. Let me know your thoughts on the podcast. It would help me so much. And... I now I'm going to pull up a review actually from Julie in Ohio, the Brinker family. She says, I am so excited about this season. I've been a stay at home mom, no job with an income for almost six years. I like the way she said that, by the way, she has a very important job as mom, but it doesn't bring in an income. Um, Julie says, but I've been wanting to do something for a while podcast and YouTube are at the top of my list after going to farmer's markets with some of our produce. Um, We have five kids, 13 years to eight months, so I don't want to spread myself too thin, but I'm really looking forward to learning. Julie, I am so glad that you found this season and I really hope you can keep following along because I do think you're going to find lots more inspiration here. And that's it, guys. Check out solelyrested.com slash create for all the links and solelyrested.com slash coupons for those fabulous small businesses that you could support and the coupons to go with it. And please join me next week for our next episode. I can't wait to bring on the fantastic guest who's coming on next. You're going to love it, guys. And until then, I hope everything is fantastic in your neck of the woods.